everyone, and welcome to the Rise with the Light podcast. My name is Susan Fink, and this is my weekly podcast dedicated to supporting families raising children with special needs. I'm on a mission to provide hope and positivity through sharing my personal insights, stories, mindset perspectives, and ways to navigate through this journey. Let's get started. to start just like the previous episodes to tell you how thankful I am that you're listening. I really hope that I'm helping, that I'm a resource for you, that maybe you needed to hear something that was relatable to know that you're not alone. So I really hope that this podcast is helping you and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss another episode. And let me know if this is helping. DM me at susanfink.rise on Instagram. I want to hear from you and I want to hear what you think. Also, if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, let me know that too. I have a long list of topics and I am working through writing and recording them, but your feedback is really important to me and it can also help me reprioritize the episodes that I'm planning on recording. So let's get into this episode. This episode is called Advice for New and Reminders for All. I have had a lot of people reach out to me and ask me, what is the advice that I would give family members who may have a new diagnosis or family members in general who may need a reminder? So I wanted to record some things that my son has taught me and things that other people have taught me too. I was walking on the beach a few months ago and I noticed that there were footprints behind me and footprints in the sand before me. And this really made me think about the things that I've been through that are in the past and the things that I'm going to go through that are in the future. And I don't know what those things are that are coming. I need to learn from other people what they have done to get through what they're going through. And I can also tell people what I've done and what has helped me for things that have happened in the past. So I wanted to put a compilation of a variety of different advice that I've received from other people and things that I'd like to pass on to you. And this is not in any order. I have a long list of things that I have learned and advice I'd like to hand on. So there isn't any sort of order here. I'm just going to rattle through them and give you what my perspective is from my experience with my son. The first one is don't look beyond six months. I actually received this from one of my son's aides at school. I was talking to her and I was just thinking about, oh my gosh, what is it going to be like when he's in high school or middle school? And, you know, my son at this point was in preschool. So I was thinking way too far ahead and she had to reel me in and tell me, hey, don't look that far out. Things change. And in six months, he will be very different, not only from a developmental perspective as a human being, but also from a developmental perspective as a child with autism. That really helped me so much. It really helped me to stay more in the present and not to look too far out because I may be worrying about something that isn't going to even happen. So I needed to really think more in shorter terms than in long terms. And that definitely helped me and really alleviated a lot of the anxiety that I had. The second thing is focus on what you have control over. Have you ever heard of the serenity prayer? Now, even if you're not into faith or anything like that, the serenity prayer is really powerful. It basically says, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. There are a lot of things we can't control in life in general, and there are things that we can control. 
So focus on those things that you can control. You can't change certain things that you have no control over, but you can control the way that you respond to those things or the solutions that you can bring to the table. So think about that. What are the things that you can control in your situation? And what are the things that you can control? And focus there. Trust your gut. Your gut is usually right. This is your child. So you know when something is off and trust it. Listen to it. Don't ignore it. And sometimes our guts are not always right, but they usually are. And really trust that intuition that you have, especially about your child, because you know your child best. This is a big one. And I had this in episode three. It's going to be okay. You may not feel okay right now. You may be worried. You may have anxiety. You're having a lot of challenges. Know that it is going to be okay. This is not always easy to think when you're in the moment, but it will be okay. You will get through this. You will get through the challenges that you're going through, whether that's a challenge with your child or whether that's a personal challenge because of the situation and the dynamics that are going on. Breathe and know that it's going to be okay. Tell yourself that. If you tell yourself it's going to be okay and you hear that in your mind, it will make you feel better. I do this a lot. When I have some challenges with my son, when I'm going through my own personal emotions about what's going on, whether that's anxiety, stress, worry, fear, any of those things. And if we're in a moment with my son having a meltdown or having a crisis, I have to remind myself that it is going to be okay. We will get through this. Breathe, figure out what we need to do, figure out what the solutions are. Even if the solution is just waiting and sitting through whatever is happening, reminding myself that it's going to be okay really does help me. It is intentional. You have to be able to do that in a moment, but it will be okay. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I'm sure you've heard this before, and I actually don't like this statement, but it is so true. It is a marathon. This is a lifelong dynamic, and it's not something that we need to sprint through. Coupled with that is the next one, which is be patient. Patience is something that I've learned so much about. I am not a patient person. I think I mentioned that in a previous episode. I am not patient, but my son has taught me patience. He has taught me so much, and this is a big one. So try to be patient. Work on that. Take a deep breath. And that is actually the next one, is to breathe. And I mentioned this in other episodes too. I am not a deep breather. I'm a really shallow breather, but breathing is something that I've had to really make a conscious effort to work on. Breathing has helped me become more patient. It has helped me with my own personal anxiety. It has helped me work through situations where I've had to be very, very patient with my son. So knowing that it's not a marathon, be patient and breathe through it is so helpful. And it does take an effort. It does take practice, but it is so helpful to get you through whatever you're going through. Never be ashamed to ask for help. I have always thought that I could do everything on my own. I'm a type A personality. No one else can do it better than me. I don't need any help. I got this. I can do this on my own. I'm strong. All of those things I've always said to myself. And in this situation, I have had to ask for help. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know all of these things. I'm learning. I continue to learn and understand my son more and more every day. But I need help. I need help from other people and that's okay. Don't be ashamed of that. 
it will actually make things a lot better for you. It will help you get through all the things that you need to go through so that you can be a strong mother or father, caregiver, whoever you are to your child who has special needs. So don't be ashamed to ask for help. This is a pride thing. This is an ego thing. I had to set that aside. I had to put my pride aside and make sure that my son had the most support and had everything that he needed. And I couldn't give that to him. So I needed the help. And it's okay to ask for help. The other thing is figure out what works best for your child and go with it. Autism is such a wide spectrum and other special needs too. Not one solution works for everyone. So figuring out what works best for your child and going with it is exactly where you need to be. If someone's giving you advice or telling you how to do something or telling you, you know, this is what you need to do, figuring out if that works and go. But if it doesn't work, find something else and that's okay. Going back to your gut and your intuition, you know what's best for your child. So figuring out what works and what solutions are better for your child is one of the best things that you can do. The other thing is be flexible. So once you've figured some of those things out, they may no longer work. So you may have to be flexible in finding some other solutions. So change is not always comfortable for people. Changing schedules, changing solutions, changing strategies. It's not always easy. And sometimes it's like, oh man, I just figured out something that works and now it doesn't work anymore. Or maybe one day it works and the next day it doesn't. I mean, it is always ever changing. So be flexible. Realize that not everything will remain the same and you do have to be flexible to adapt to different situations and dynamics. Celebrate the big and small wins. My son and I celebrate almost everything. When he has accomplished something that is even the smallest thing, smallest thing that seems small to me, but it may not be small for him. We celebrate that. We also celebrate the big things, of course, but I think the smaller things are probably more important. What I find is that when my son and I celebrate even the smallest things, even trying a new food, for example, that's not a small thing for a child with autism who has a hard time trying food, right? So it may be a small thing to me, but it's actually a big deal for him. So we celebrate that. And what I find is that that encourages him, that lifts him up, and that encourages him to try other new foods, right? So I'm just using that as an example, but the more that I acknowledge the things that are difficult for him and celebrate those smaller wins, that actually encourages him to keep going. It gives him confidence and it increases his courage and bravery to keep going and trying new things or pushing through some of the other challenges that he has. So we always celebrate and we have a fun time celebrating. It doesn't have to be a huge party or anything like that. It's like a high five or it's just a celebration in the moment. But that is so important. There are three more here that I have, and I know I haven't really numbered them. I started numbering them and then I stopped, but I have three more here. Always, always advocate for your child. I have a small child, so he's not always able to advocate for himself. And in fact, he has challenges with speech and language. So he's not always able to express himself, to express his emotions, or to put full sentences together. So I am his voice. I'm the one who needs to advocate for him, to help him to get the support that he needs, organize all of those things. He needs someone to be his biggest advocate, his biggest squeaky wheel, and that is me. (laughs) I am a squeaky wheel in a nice way, but you have to advocate. In this area, there are so many people who need help, and it is so important for you to be that voice. I cannot stress this enough. Advocate, advocate, advocate. The other thing is never give up. I know that this is really challenging 
I have gone through so much with my son and I have learned so much. And there have been moments where I have completely fallen apart. There have definitely been nights where I have cried for hours. There have been times where I felt so hopeless that I didn't know what to do. It's hard for me to talk about. And this is where I'm tearing up. You can't see me, but (laughs) this is really hard. I remember those moments. I still have them. Sometimes I feel like I can't keep doing this. I'm at my wit's end and I don't know how I can continue. And as a single parent, I don't really have anyone to turn to, to help me or to talk about these things. So I totally get that. I've had those moments where I felt like I wanted to give up, but I can't. This little boy relies on me. This little boy needs me. I cannot give up. I have to find that strength from within somewhere. I have to keep going. So don't give up. The more that we can be there for our child, the better their lives are going to be. So know too that you're not alone. You are not alone in any of this. I have felt alone a lot and it can be a lonely place, especially as a single parent. I have been alone for a really long time going through the struggles of all of this, putting everything together, figuring everything out, doing it by myself. So I totally get it, but you are not alone. Find people who can help you. Find people you can talk to. DM me. If you need to talk, I'm here. If you need to just vent, do it. Don't give up and know that you are not alone. And the last thing is take care of yourself. I did not do this for the first few years. I was so focused on working and taking care of my son and figuring everything out. That pretty much took up most of my time. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't eating well. I I was just trying to deal with everything else. But it's so important to take care of yourself. It's like that metaphor that people say, and I also don't like this one, but it's so relevant and so true. If you're on an airplane and it's going down, which mask do you put on first? You put your mask on, right? You put your mask on before you put it on your child. So what does that mean? You've got to take care of yourself so that you are strong enough to take care of your child. And that makes total sense to me. When I started taking care of myself, even in the smallest ways, working out a little bit here and there, eating a better diet, paying attention to myself, taking some time, even if it's just 15 minutes, taking some time to take care of the things that I need so that I can be a better mother, that I can provide better support for my son. So it's so important to take care of yourself. I know I rattled off through a lot of different things and advice that I've learned and things that I wanted to pass on. I didn't go into a ton of detail on all of them because I want to keep these episodes short. As I said in my introduction, I want them to be short and packed with information that you can take with you. And I know that most of us are so super busy. I am too. I am really busy with my son, especially right now with having distance learning from home and handling a lot of different things on my own. So I get it. I want these episodes to be short for you. I want you to be able to take some value from this. I want to be able to help you as much as I can. And I want these to be meaningful for you. So that is it for this episode. If you relate to this, and if this could help other people, please pass it on. I'm also curious, are there other things that I didn't have on this list? I'm sure there are. The list could go on and on and on and on and on, I'm sure. DM me at susanfink.rise. I'd really love to hear from you and really love to hear some advice that you could also pass on. I may also do another episode in the future about some additional advice. So send me what your advice is. Let me know so I can pass that on to other people who are listening. 
And as you know, my mission is to help as many people as I can, and I cannot do that without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support and sharing this podcast to help others. And until next time, I appreciate, I empathize, and I am here for you. And we can do this.